in the sky. Stories to give. The ones who make it there and can make it back. Salutations and shit, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of your favorite travel podcast, Travel and Shit, where I, your host, D. Carrie, have an experiential conversation about the nuanced ways that travel intersects with regular life. And this is absolutely a travel intersecting with regular life kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So if you're watching on the YouTubes, and I hope that you guys visit the YouTube so that you can see these beautiful faces I have. My partner's best friend, Mark, and his fiance, Nicole. Round of applause for the family. Hello, everybody. Hi. What's going on, Hey, y'all. What's up? Howdy. Haven't seen you in like, um, I don't know, what, three, four weeks, right? From Mexico. We had such a great time in Mexico. Amazing time. And we were there for shits and gigs. You guys were there for responsible adult reasons because congratulations again on the engagement. You guys are getting married in Mexico. So, so exciting. This episode is going to be about destination weddings because many of us will travel to get married or travel to be there to witness the nuptials of people that we care about. And it is easy for me to make an assumption of what I would anticipate that being. However, um, I've never been married, never planned a wedding. I don't know what per se would go involved. I don't know what would be involved in wedding planning outside of being in weddings, if that makes sense. So I've been Mm -hmm. in weddings. So I understand it from that perspective, not from the perspective of the person or people paying for the wedding or responsible for making the actual decisions in the wedding. So I started off by asking, um, and it would have been easier if I actually had my tablet with me. Let me text partner extraordinaire. Can you pass me my tablet? What is the iPad? Can you pass me my iPad? Thanks. Because I asked a bunch of you amazing folks that um, listen to the podcast and follow on the socials, feel free to uh, slide through the socials so that you can be part of these questions that I ask occasionally. What would you expect to be um, or what topics or what things are front of mind when you are invited to be a guest at a destination wedding? And I got a lot of really, really good responses. And I'm going to read for you what my favorite one was. It was a very um, detailed and extensive explanation on what they look for. So, um, Alexis, I love you, girl. And she specifically said that uh, her sister did a destination wedding, I'd say, oh, years ago, because that means we were in college, she said, when that happened. Um, and it's cute because I'm looking at some of the responses that people had, and it was kind of like, oh, is this coming up soon? Or why are you asking? No, it's, mm. it's not. <laughs> Not mine. (laughs) (laughs) Big chill. Not me, not now. We're not there. Um, Here we go. This is me. So, dropping down a few more comments. Clearing my throat. So, how far in advance is the invitation? Give me time to plan, prepare, and save. How far in advance do RSVPs and payments need to be made and received? Am I responsible for planning and booking on my own, or is there a package, group rate, hotel, or stay um, recommendations, et cetera, that will make planning easier? Mm. Are all the festivities in one central location, or do I have Mm. to also worry about getting to and from venues locations? Is it just the wedding, or will other things be at the destination as well? Bachelorette, bachelor, Mm. rehearsal dinners, activities with couple, what's the itinerary? And what do I need to pack, carry, have, save, show up for? Mm-hmm. Does the couple expect a gift? Will there also be some celebrations or chance to shower the couple locally if travel isn't an option for some folks? Mm-hmm. And she closed it out by saying, my sister did a destination wedding in Jamaica over Thanksgiving break when I was in college. So I just remember all the things that came up. The hotel resort did an inclusive package. So that helped planning a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the most detailed. Um, that was a great list. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. comes from experience. Yeah. 
And Ooh. I feel like, I don't want to say sadly, but that's one of experience as we all know is the best teacher, right? Something mm -hmm. that you've been through, something that you've personally been involved with is always going to give you the best um, point of reference for how shit works. So that being said, have you guys had any experience in wedding planning? Like, what do you guys do? Who are you? What, what is the life of Mark and Nicole? Well, me personally, I have a design background. So in regards to design, there is a design element with wedding planning, right? Um, and then a lot of times too, what people don't know is that design actually involves a lot of paperwork, planning, things like that. So that experience for me personally, I think helped me stay a little bit more organized and have a better idea of what goes on in the background when it comes to planning things and like construction and phases and development okay. process, all of that. Um, and then I'll let Mark answer for himself what his background is like and how it relates. So for me, it's very similar to your experience, right? It's like, I've never been married. Neither of us have ever been married. This is the very first time planning a wedding and being this in depth with the wedding planning process. Hopefully you never have to do this again. Um, also, yeah, like, yeah, right, yeah. also hope that, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I've been in weddings, I've been part of the, the you know, the wedding party for the guys and the, one of the groomsmen. I was an altar server growing up, so we I've seen a lot, a lot of weddings. Uh, I was My brother did that. Shout part, out to y'all, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was actually when I was in high school for a little while, I was actually part of a um, like the photography, videography personnel and i was like one of the breakdown people so i've i've seen the wedding days you know the entirety of it uh but other than that you know it hasn't been this kind of experience until now yeah so um, we're learning right. a lot. i want to add to like i guess like my wedding planning experience is going to be limited to strictly again like being in the bridal party for my sister's wedding seeing how mm -hmm. she kind of went along with that pro um, process as she was going through it. And then of course, she's like a great person for me to bounce ideas off of. Um, and then going to weddings, being a guest myself is the only, I, I knew what I experienced as a guest and what I wanted my guests to experience or not experience based on those past experiences. And we've been to destination weddings together. Mm -hmm. So that helps. Which is a big decision make factor for me and wanting to do or follow through with the destination wedding. Really? How so? Um, one, it's fun. You get to travel. Travel is important to mm -hmm. both of us, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and then with this particular wedding, um, I appreciated the fact because I was a little hesitant at first. I mean, not super hesitant because it was DR and I was like, I definitely want to go there um, and top of like meeting all his friends and stuff. So mm -hmm. Um, but I was just like a little, I guess, not as used to traveling at the time. And I was like, okay, well, positives. It's a great way for me to get that travel experience, see the world, okay. et cetera, et cetera, meet people, whatever, um, try new things, right? Let's do it. So I get, we get there and um, I appreciated the fact that with this particular wedding, everything was on the property. Um, everyone, for the most part, stayed on the property. We could mingle with friends before the wedding, after the wedding, during the wedding, of course. There were activities at this particular resort. Um, I felt safe. I was, I, you know, had options for activities to do. Um, so I thought it was a really good way for me to kind of dip my toes into traveling, um, being surrounded by people that I know and love. Okay. What was your, uh, for the both of you, what was your experience of travel prior to that experience? Like, are you guys extensive travelers? Did you travel growing up? And um, before you guys started traveling together, did you, like, what was your travel experience like before then? Because I know, and I asked that because for me, before I was traveling with Justin, it was solo travel, gang, gang. Mm -hmm. That was it. But that's because, mm -hmm. like, I didn't have the... Um, the options of like the girls trips and like all my, most of my friends are like married or they live out of state or, you know, it's just, we're in so many different little caveats and corners of life, not necessarily different, um, tiers of life, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Like we're still 
pretty much all aligned with a lot of the same things. It's just that, okay, yes, we're all pretty much career driven or we're all pretty much, you know, Mm -hmm. focused on some area of whether it be a creative goal or a professional goal. But then this one is doing that with kids. This one is doing that navigating uh, a new marriage or this one has been married since we were 22. So it's really just family life, not really worried about so much of, you know, fuck this job. I'm going to do another one. My husband and my children mean, you know, mean more. So we're all kind of like in the same building, different floors. You know what I mean? That kind of shit. So what was your experience with travel? Me first. Um, mine was minimal, not as much outside of the country, outside of like when I was younger, traveling to the Philippines with my parents or something. Um, for the most part, it was all within the United States as I was younger, traveling to visit family. And then um, into my adult age, I did minimal solo travel for work, um, going to like Ohio, Wisconsin, California every now and then. But um, that was the extent of my solo travel was pretty much with a stateside. Mm -hmm. So for me, I lucked out by growing up with a family that Travel's really a huge value for us to be able to go out and see the world. And ever since we were young, we would always be traveling, whether it was back to the Philippines to go see, you know, the family or road tripping it to anywhere in the United States or flying around. And as I grew older, that value really solidified. Like you've mm-hmm. met my, you've, you've met my brother, like extensive world traveler himself, right? He just came back from looking at the Northern Lights. Uh, in preparation for this podcast, I hit up my parents today. I was like, mom and dad, you know, what? how many places have you been? How many countries? Because they are probably the best traveled people I personally know. Wow. And they're at like 45 countries at this wow. point. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Me, and have they I'm done at, that together? Yeah, they've done that wow. together. Uh, now that they are retired, they are just gone. And Yeah, uh, gang, are, I can't oh. wait. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> And then, God bless. You know, for, yeah. And then for me growing up, it's always been, um, you know, friend group travels. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, you know, me and Justin, we've been through road trips together. We've gone on cruises together. We've gone spring break. Uh, I've always also had a lot of uh, places I've been to in the military, right? So we went to other foreign countries. And for me, I also did a lot of foreign travel solo as well. Okay. That was something that I really loved. And I always, had a, a great time doing it. I learned a lot about myself. So uh, I'm about two dozen countries at this point. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So did you guys ever consider doing the wedding stateside? No, we didn't. That was actually okay. one of the things that we like, like, like I said, travel was really integral to the values that, that we had. And more importantly, Mexico was the very first place that we went together as a couple for our our trips. Mm-hmm. So Mexico has like a huge significance in our lives and like our our story. Oh, it's We're hoping to like share part of that magic of our love story, I guess, yeah. is the intention behind having it in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that'll definitely translate into it. Yeah. Like, so I've seen the property. The shit is fly. Yeah. Like it's... Yeah. <laughs> chef's kiss it's fucking gorgeous it's gonna be so freaking nice i'm really excited and what was it that i what was the i guess a better way to ask it was did you go into it knowing or having a handful of things that you would not compromise on like when you buy a house right you know that you can't get everything but they tell you to go into it with a list of things that it's just like what yeah. are your non-negotiables was that the process with choosing a location because then you've got the option of doing it in the middle of nowhere then you've got the option of doing it in the middle of everything then you've got the option there are so many different options whatever you can conceive of i'm mm-hmm. sure it could fucking happen so what was at the beginning of your decision-making process? From for going back to your friend's list, um, making sure that the guests were, would not have to, knowing that we were going to have potentially older guests coming and just being concerned about them getting to and from, it was important for us to have everything happen in one singular location to some degree, like we didn't want to have to bus you to and from or 
whatever things like that so i think and then a, that was probably the primary driver i think and then mm -hmm. secondary ideally it would have been nice to like be in the jungle and have like jungle vibes and then like the further into the research process we got we quickly realized what compromises we were willing to make it's funny the level of compromise because yeah. i think the only thing that we haven't compromised on was that it is in fact a destination wedding everything okay. else because mexico was always in our heart but then just to double check what it would have been like for other people um you know we looked at all of south america we looked mm -hmm. at other look i looked at europe just for like hey all right let me see just for kids. yeah just to you yeah know, in case i mean we considered easier. stateside we did consider stateside places that had jungle vibes ish and then really wasn't happening never it, in my heart it was <laughs> very fleeting if we did consider it, it was okay. for yeah. a hot second yeah the, the amount of compromises mm -hmm. is a uh, is pretty amazing so tell me about that what was your um i guess impression or did you have any expectations going into this process and how did that compare to where you guys are with it now i think that uh, my expectation was that we would set a budget and then we would be within that budget. Maybe it's our lack of self-discipline on this one, but I mean, <laughs> our budget is significantly increased. Um, and I, I think it's because when you go out there, you see what's possible and mm -hmm. then you see what the top tier dream would have been. And then you go look at what makes sense financially, but mm -hmm. also what makes sense for your guests. Mm -hmm. okay. right? Because we had different locations in Mexico that in mind, but when we went to go see them, it wasn't that feeling of everybody can be together. It wasn't easily accessible. It wasn't something that you can get to without problem. It would be more intensive. And for some people like you guys, like, Hey, we're seasoned travelers. It doesn't matter. We'll find a way, not mm -hmm. a problem. But for the guests that maybe not this is their first time travel. leaving yeah. the country, right. they'd be comfortable. So we had to compromise on that. Okay. And that was, that was far different than going in. Nicole, did you have something you wanted to add? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> I didn't go with that so, one. <laughs> so in terms of, so, okay. I'm trying to get into this one without being in y'all business. So budget, you go in with mm -hmm. one idea. Mm -hmm. Where do you think it made sense to spend more money versus made sense to save money? Have you gotten to that point where certain decisions became, all right, I don't care how much it costs, that bitch has a point. I'm not doing X, Y, and Z. We're going to pay for yeah. this. Or has there been anything that has come across you guys' uh, planning table, if you will, and it's been like, oh, I thought this was going to be necessary, but it's just like, why would we even bother paying for that? Like, what kind of things in terms of budget have surprised you or been like okay saving doesn't matter for this right here mm -hmm. this is going to be one of those things that we just pay for the problem to go away mm. i don't know that we've really gotten to that point in our planning process we like we for example we still haven't gone back a quite a few of the quotes that i think would make up the bulk of the entire wedding costs so right now number one wedding planner was important for us, especially with it yep. being destination wedding. That's the number one thing I would recommend period is to have mm -hmm. someone that you can trust to guide you through the process. And basically like our wedding planner um, is Joyce with a uh, dreams Riviera Maya. Mm -hmm. She's been great. Uh, we told you the story. She literally put a wedding together within 24 hours because the hotel burned down the night before. Girl, so yeah. when she told us that we were like, yeah, yeah. tired <laughs> done we're good like you're okay. in yeah so i mean we trust her she's been able to like very quickly she's very responsive she can you know tell us you know these are my guys just pick one and like that's what i value especially as like a destination bride like i i don't want to think i just want to pick things and like you take care of it yeah. um that was important for me personally so in my mind i'm a real estate guy so i think about things like as if it were building in and like refurbishing a house almost. Right. Okay. So you have this maximum product where you think, Hey, this is the best that it can possibly be. And then you prioritize. Mm -hmm. So there are certain things that, Hey, if we have something left in the budget, then maybe we'll spring for the fancy led dance floor, but okay. that that's going to get cut before we, uh, we cut the band. 
right? We're playing, mm-hmm. we're going to pick a band and that's going to be. Yeah, I'm going to have live music. Band. That's. We, 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 we would, yeah, we're working, we're working on, on, it. on it. We were listening okay. to the bands right yeah, before, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right before uh, you, you came on, you were like looking, <laughs> listening to what the options are. Some of them are pretty fly, so. Yeah, there's definitely priorities yeah. within the okay. line items of things that are going to be required to have this wedding. Like, for example, like the decor, it's like, okay, yeah, of course I want this, that, and that, but minimally it's going to be X, Y, and Z, and then everything else, I don't really care. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I mean, like, our priorities, like, live music, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. Um, I'm a cigar guy. I wanted a cigar roller there. But mm. then I was like, that's an extra cost. Let me see what. A, and then also the new smoking okay. laws in Mexico, maybe yeah. that's something we cut from the budget and then we'll place it to somewhere else. Right. Mm-hmm. So what was the first step in? So you make, you decide, right? And I would mm-hmm. assume that the first step would be destination, right? You choose a mm-hmm. location. How did you right. guys mm-hmm. settle on outside of the country, like your resort or your, um, or even, uh, an area, a location outside mm-hmm. of it being just accessible. Because in my mind, I'm thinking you could have had that jungle wedding of your dreams. However, mm-hmm. like you said, like when we were in Tulum, it was like, okay, this is this is cute. But to your point, like getting there was a pain in the freaking ass. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. a struggle to get there. And we figured it out because it's us. Like we it's not rocket science, right? But if you'd never done it before, and then with the language barrier, I know some people, depending on age or experience, tend to be a little more, um, I don't want to say squeamish or reserved, but... Um, Apprehensive. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't want to say scary because a lot of people have rational reasons for being mm-hmm. apprehensive, yeah. like you said, in new areas. So 100%. what was like one of the first things that you kind of had to um make a decision on so that you can actually get into the wedding planning process so i think another priority for us was to have it as be as new traveler friendly and as accessible to the mass of people as possible Mm -hmm. so for example on top of everything's going to happen on the property you can literally take you know, the bus or a taxi straight to the hotel. It's only 30 minutes away. Big deal, big whoop. No, um, that's not an issue. From um, the airport, you then, mean, right? From the airport, yeah. And then on top of that, like uh, Playa Avenida, Fifth Avenue, whatever, is right outside. So if people do want to go exploring and are feeling a little spicy, they can go do that. <laughs> they can you go walk to the ferry and take a ferry to Cozumel. They can, you know, do excavate, they can get as adventurous as they please or are able to. Um, and that Go visit think, Harry's. It's delicious. Yeah. People are great. Bacon. <laughs> awesome. So, yes. So so in terms of actually finding a location, it was a lot of Googling, mm. a very big spreadsheet, a lot of emails and a lot of calls. Getting yeah, so getting votes mm. was like a big thing mm. first, I think. Mm. I that was an interesting experience. I didn't realize like how often and we would have to like get quotes first because that's going to be a determining factor as well. Um, and so, yeah, you start building this spreadsheet of like pros and cons and things you like and don't like prices you're willing to pay and or not pay. And then you quickly start process of elimination. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that kind of helps you realize why one property is better than another. And um, actually, it's a very simple template. So basically it goes, hi, it's Mark and Nicole. Our wedding is on this date in your country. And we would like to see how, uh, what your availability is. This is our budget. This is our approximate number of guests. And we would love any itinerary on, you know, what you would be able to quote us. And we're happy to have a phone call or meet with you. That, that was pretty much it. And from there, okay. you'll get a ton of information. And some people will eliminate themselves automatically. Mm-hmm. Budget's okay. too low, or your uh, your event space is too your the number of people too high. Or, they require you to book the whole hotel or yeah. whatever, like something like that. Yeah, or the date's not available. Mm-hmm. So that was. A bit, I'd say even before the the picking of the location, you have to be able to pick the. Well, yeah, I guess pick location first, and then pick the date because you want to mm-hmm. account for the weather patterns. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's another thing. A couple of people mentioned 
in their different um their different considerations in terms of things that were top of mind in terms of being invited to a guest. Like one person, another person, hey, talk long. He said, flight, hotel, traveling costs, and surrounding area of the destination. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to find because I know. Here we go. Marcus. Um, hey, Marcus. It'd be weird if you listened to this podcast, but I wouldn't be surprised if you did. But shout out to you, Marcus. Um, I work with Marcus, and I never talk about what my job is on the podcast, but y'all know what it is I do. So that's why it'd be a little strange if this motherfucker was listening to the podcast. But So that Marcus. <laughs> but that's what you get for wearing hoodies that say traveling shit to work every other day. But um, Marcus goes, and it's funny because I get it. He goes, money for most people. When I tell you Marcus do the most motherfucking overtime, like he's always working. So he goes, but for me, weather probably would be consideration mm-hmm. for me. So yeah, it's like... I don't really want to plan to go. And then it's just like, fuck, I like this person. How much do you like this person to go someplace that is out of your budget? Or how much do you like someone to go someplace that may be, if you don't do heat, to go someplace that you know is going to be like 100 degrees at like 9 a.m. kind of thing. So those are other things that um, I could see people being concerned about. One of my cousins, Paulette, said um, money, flight, hotel, traveling costs, and clothing options. Another person that said surrounding area of the destination. Um, I have one that says location. What's up, Norm? He says location, price, and travel times. My destination Mm -hmm. wedding. Oh, okay. My destination wedding was in Key West. And one of the reasons some didn't come was because there is no direct flight into Key West from this area. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had to connect in Miami or drive three hours from Miami to Key West. That's yes. right. It's a beautiful drive. Um, I will say that the best thing you can do when you have a destination wedding is have a very well thought out website. We've put a lot of thought and time into the website and okay. all those questions. And they're still and they're still evolving. In the too. website. Right. As as we get feedback from the show, actually we're taking notes like and you know, our guests, hey, what about this? If it's not on the website, we'll update it. Yeah. Because okay. that has everything. Mm-hmm. And it's the easiest mm-hmm. thing. Minor so, tweaks so yeah. far, but I think we did pretty good the yeah. first go around. Right. And people will ask you, like, hey, well, how about this? Like, it's on the website. You get okay. Mm-hmm. You got it. I'd um, mentioned, so it's, this is the cutest thing. So partner and I, our best friends are getting married almost a month apart. You're getting married in February. My best friend is getting married in um, April. Uh, mm-hmm. Two different countries, both destination weddings. Um, and I'd mentioned to her yesterday or the day before yesterday, something about transportation. And I was telling her that should go on the website. So you guys saying that, or that should go on the save the date, especially, Mm -hmm. or, um, the invitation somewhere, it should be somewhere. You should notify your guests in advance. And thank you for validating my sentiment, because I feel like that is part of the decision-making process if it's going to be too many steps i may have to rethink one am i going to bring um you know um, my partner with me or am i going to bring Mm -hmm. my kids with me am i going to bring an older relative with me um if i am like if this is family that's getting married that can be the decision of well grandma may or may not be able to make it or you know this cousin who has you know um different health issues. Where are we? Is medical attention going to be nearby? Should anybody need it? What is the demographic of the average person at this party? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. do, are there any persons that may be special needs of whatever um, descriptor or variation, whether that be dietary restrictions, whether that be um, even religious affiliations? Like if somebody needs to pray in the middle of the day, are they going to feel safe doing that? You know what I mean? There are other, there are a billion and four different things that you mm-hmm. need to consider if you are putting your guests' wants, needs, desires, yeah. or comfort right. somewhere right. on that table in terms of planning the wedding. So, sure. how and when did you guys come up with your guest list? That was tough. That was that was a very difficult thing because of thinking of all those considerations and 
than extending it because we know that, I mean, any wedding invitation you get, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's a nice compliment that somebody cares enough about you that they want you to be around. But that extra layer of, hey, we're not even doing it in this country. You're yeah. going to have to get a passport. You're going to have to book mm -hmm. a flight. You're going to have to do all these things. Um, it, it was difficult to, to, to make that guest list. I think that we just did it in a safe way of respecting each other. Hey, if, you, if you're even considering somebody, put them down and then we'll talk about it. We'll refine, we'll refine. It's like writing an essay, like we'll refine, we'll refine. I know that for me, I also went to my parents, um, who in the family, would you prefer to go there? You know, mm -hmm. and things like that. So for you, it was also your sister got married. For, yeah. So then, hey, let me look at that guest list and see. Smart. Yeah. Like, copy paste. <laughs> yeah. Do yeah. some minor tweaking, but yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think that is also the largest stressor that we have because mm. we do not know who's going to show, right? And, you know, I've been to enough weddings where it's been, yeah, they said yes, and then nobody arrived. Yeah. Right? yeah. These things happen. So we're I think- We're just gonna get comfortable with yeah. the fact that it's gonna go how it goes and we yeah. are gonna be content whether we like it or not because it's, sorry. Yeah, yeah um, I, I think that's a huge thing that Nicole and I had to talk about it's like, Hey, listen, we can't control mm -hmm. all these things. And I felt relief when that topic comes up and that's your attitude. It's like, Hey, listen, we're, we're, we're in good faith. And in a lot of love, we're giving people the opportunity to be there and we can't control what their life is going on. We understand if yeah. somebody cannot be there, they're still loved, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we can't control the weather. No we can't control that, yeah. anything that happens. So, you know, which is another reason, like, on top of, I think mentioned before, like, passport, travel documentation, like, we were like, let's get this out a year in advance, save the date, we're yeah. going to say, what, like, you know, mm -hmm. place in Mexico, <laughs> um, yeah. mm -hmm. where, like, big, bold letters, like, we want you to know where it's at, understand that it's going to require, you know, you can look at it as, you know, a new experience, like I did with my first vacation wedding, or you can look at it like a vacation, which is ideally what we want you to see it as a vacation with like your family and friends and a huge party. Um, but so, yeah, we just wanted to make sure that we gave people ample time to plan ahead, get the documentation, save money, mm -hmm. plan a trip. Um, because at the end of the day, you can stay there for as long or as little as you want. Right. So we wanted to set it up, you know, to be as guest friendly, um, but also, you know, in um, in the back of our heads, like, you know, if you can't come, like you said, like, yeah. we still love you. No big deal. You know, we'll see you next time. And also, <laughs> right. and also we want ample time for us to be able to plan this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it, the, the more time we give ourselves, the better it is. Yes. And, you know, we were, we were calling on people last year, like, Hey, mm -hmm. this is what we're doing in, in yeah. 2024. So right, right. the earlier you can do stuff way better. And surprisingly, I think even with, within stateside weddings, people are catching on to like start planning a lot sooner because I mean, just in my experience, like with the whole like bridal attire situation, like designers are planning for end of 2024 already 2025 and it's just it wow. doesn't seem like you would they would be but they are like places get booked up um okay. it's you know wedding season is year round these days especially because, after again, the like, covid pause yeah nope. mm -hmm. a lot of people are playing catch up so with the guest situation you can say anticipate um Let's say you have 150 people on your list and you're only able to get that down to like 125, but now you're having a destination wedding. At what mm -hmm. point does that begin to bring up that level of agita? Like I'm going to book a place that can accommodate 125 people, mm -hmm. yeah. but I also don't want to cut myself at the legs and start spending money and paying for 125 people if six months yeah. beforehand, I'm only going to have 75 people now tell right. me that they're actually going to come in. So are there any contingencies in that respect for, um, uh, what do you call it? it? Uh, hotels? Your contract in the contract. particular hotel. Yeah. It really does. 
they, they'll give you the full on the escalation causes as well as, hey, no matter what, you owe us X amount. Okay. If you get, you know, this number of, because it's a business for them. Mm -hmm. And right. their expectation is we're going to make money off of this wedding because our rooms are going to be booked, our services are going to be booked. And, uh, I mean, we went minimal. We went like, hey, this what's the minimum that we can get? Mm -hmm. And then we will increase because we have a certain amount of time to increase. And that's really? Okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. makes absolute sense. I feel like that's the best way to go into it because you rather have flexibility. That's what I feel right. like you'd rather have. Not too many, yeah. not yes. too little, but the flexibility makes a difference because regardless of what you start with, you're going to mm -hmm. end with what you need. And that's what's yeah. most important. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. What has been your average response from your guests or the people that you have invited? What has that average response been like? How have people taken the news of a destination wedding? We've not gotten declines yet. Hmm. She's, she's <laughs> the one monitoring it. Also, it's it hasn't been a secret. Uh, Nicole and I got engaged almost a year ago. And since the beginning, right, it's always been, hey, by the way, the rock is gorgeous by the way just saying i've Thank seen you. it it's fucking beautiful okay. well done mark <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead sorry oh no i mean i'm just saying that uh basically like hey it's destination like yeah, that was one of know. the first things we decided everyone mm -hmm. knows that knows us it's yeah. going to be outside it, the country it was such a priority that you know my guy friends like oh, i can't wait to do a bachelor party I was like nope nothing i don't want a bachelor party we're not doing a wedding shower None of it. All the money that you would have spent mm. to do any of that, to come save see me. It. Yeah, save it. Go to Mexico. Come to the wedding. That all was that a, to your, one of your friend's questions, I think, too, was yeah. like all the free wedding stuff. Yep. We cut it all out. That's where we're saving. Yep. Cut it out. We'll come to it Mexico. There. Yeah, it simplifies things. It's, not, it's one less thing that we need to I, We barely plan. have a bridal party. It's my sister and his brother. Yep. Like, And that helps us too, I think, with the planning of the Friday yes. party situation. We just have two people to work, and, and mm -hmm. Justin, of course, um, to worry about. So, yeah. that helps yeah. a lot, I think. Uh, triggered. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some of these choices made ahead of time, we're just like, all right, we, we cannot stress ourselves. We're very, very busy. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. you know. Fewer steps. Fewer steps. Yeah, fewer fewer less, steps. Less, less decisions. I don't yeah. want to make this. I make enough decisions with my regular life. This is not the yeah. decision process I wanted to be, yeah. you know, yeah. stressing out about. And less financial outlay for any of our friends. Because that's one of our yeah. big values outside of, hey, travel's a value. But the other value is not making this a burden to the people that right. I love. I can um I can respect that and appreciate that. So thank you guys <laughs> for that from the from the bottom of my yeah. almost poor heart, okay? <laughs> from the bottom of there. Um so what about the actual wedding license, the wedding like the marriage license? That is that what it's called, the marriage license? Mm -hmm. How did you navigate that? How does that work with doing the destination oh. wedding? Go for yeah, it. so they, I mean, when you're interviewing these hotels and stuff, they tell, they ask you, are you going to do a symbolic wedding or are you going to like get married in Mexico? And uh, doing a little bit of research, you will quickly find out that in Mexico, they will require blood and, you know, oh. X, Y, Z. Um, and so we were like, yeah, we don't want to do that. So we're going to do a courthouse wedding stateside. Um, very intimate. I think it we yeah we we would like to have an intimate thing for just us so courthouse yeah we'll, and then we'll party with everybody else in mexico again simplified yeah fucking love it yeah. <laughs> easy simple yeah. i i really yeah. align with i don't want to make decisions i struggle with decisions I mean, as it yeah. is why am i going to make this difficult right. for myself this yes. is something that i want to enjoy I know that I don't enjoy making a lot of decisions. So why yeah. would I put myself through a process that I am? And it's, and that's what makes it more frustrating to me is that you're doing it to yourself. Like if it's something that right. I am doing, that's when I get big mad versus it's like, yeah. all right, well, this is what I signed up for, yeah, or I agreed to this. Yeah. Right. You're supposed, this is your day. And I feel like destination weddings, weddings in general, wherever you decide to have it can really tap dance not only mm -hmm. on people's nerves but on that fine line of it being your day but then also it's like you gotta be aware that you are inviting other people to share in that day with you mm -hmm. and if that is the case 
if you are making this, I don't want to say a public event, but if you are making this a family event, you've got to consider the family. Otherwise, right. elope, elope. Because if you wanted that jungle wedding, if you were dead set on the jungle wedding, you'd be like, hey, that's what we're going to do. We're going right. to invite that intimate group of people that we know can attend or, you know, make it that thing. Did you guys consider doing um, multiple oh, yeah. weddings, like doing a wedding in the States? And then like, other than, of course, the intimate actual um, marriage license part, did you guys consider doing maybe two weddings or, um, you know, a destination and then something back home for people that I d- like that I was another not. one? Okay. Mm. Fair. Right off the bat, no, no for me. <laughs> okay. No, it wasn't. It wasn't like that. It was very much a. I mean, technically, we're doing that right now, mm-hmm. but that was only for like a simplification thing. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. speaking of elopement, like that was actually our very much our initial plan. Mm-hmm. It would be parents, siblings, end of guesses. Yeah. But there was such an outpouring of love when right. we got engaged. We quickly realized how many yeah. people want to be part of that day too. And like, of course, we also want that. Yeah. Um, and I think I didn't understand like the, how large the group was, which I love and I appreciate it and I love everyone for it. So I, we're happy to be doing this. Like that's number one. Um, but then too, yeah, we still get the best of both worlds by doing our own little thing. Mm-hmm. So what all is still left for you to do? So you've been planning for about how long? Maybe like a, almost a year? You've kind of been planning, navigating options and the such? Yeah, well, almost we technically, I, I, yeah, we, we've been doing research for at least that long. Mm-hmm. And then we, I think, officially hired our planner October, November. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how did you choose kind of her? How did you choose her? Like just, okay, (laughs) girl fair. I mean, mean, we, and we interviewed a couple. We, um, I did primarily do my research on social media. I want to see what kind of work they were putting out. Um, Mm -hmm. and just, you know, go from there. We compiled a list of questions that we had for everybody, scheduled interviews and calls. Um, and then weeded out the riffraff. Mm-hmm. Y'all are so damn organized. That is such an admirable <laughs> trait. I would. <laughs> it's, a lot of it's, all, it's a lot of Mark is really yeah, great. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so what is uh, still my left? Like my brain doesn't even have WhatsApp, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's your yeah. guy right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I have it now. Have <laughs> oh, you've <laughs> you've graduated to the technical yeah. end. I'm telling you, like, yeah, okay, like he's the traveler. I'm he's. He already knows what it was. Yeah, showing me the world. He's my own. Oh, you're Aladdin. We got all the uh, the contracts. Oh, the wedding binder. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's his binder. (laughs) My binder. (laughs) I'm with the shits. So what is left to do? What do you guys still have to navigate? Say it again. We have so much. Okay. We have so much. I think we've got the big rocks knocked out, right? Like we know where it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And we know what the food's going to be like. Amazing. Okay. Um, we it, Like when we met you and Justin down there, we were, like you said, that was our second time. Mm-hmm. So we went out the first time to go look at the potential properties. And then this second time was to meet our wedding planner and do some of the wedding things that need to be done on site. So then, I mean, we still got plenty. We have a lot of choices to make. So it's down okay. to the finer details. Finer details, right? Yeah. Which floor? Okay. Which band? You know? Um, music music what are we gonna wear walkout song walk-in song okay those okay. kind of things and then some back-end homework like hey who's gonna sit where and does anybody have food allergies does anybody mm-hmm. have anything that we need to know about ahead of time um children mm-hmm. how old how many what are they gonna eat do they need babysitting services yes yeah. Like we will okay. have resources for like we're trying to make this again like as good i i think we prioritize our guest experience was like my number one thing. Um, and so, yeah, we thought about it over and over and we continue to Mm -hmm. think about it. (laughs) But I mean, when it comes to like the finances, the payments, everything comes in, in, uh, installments, right? Okay. So pay X number, right. When you make the right, make the contract or write it out, then you put down initial deposits for initial deposits for the hotel, initial deposits, Mm -hmm. food and beverage. Oh, they're doing that also out there for you. You're you're booking, I guess, through the um hotel, the photographer and stuff. 
Oh, okay. So the, the other, hotel okay. does have require you use their DJ. Is it their audio visual services yeah. or something? It depends. What? Or it depends on your contract. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I guess at different tiers, I think it's introduce. like a liability thing. Like they don't want anyone coming onto the property messing up their electrical. Whatever. I don't yeah. know. Okay. So the, so the interesting thing and something I didn't know going in, it's like okay, we're gonna have this wedding at the hotel. The hotel planner is going to take care of everything. And that's actually not true. Like we, we booked yeah. a wedding planner to work in conjunction with the coordinator, with the, the hotel's wedding. coordinator. Yeah. Okay. So there's two people involved mm -hmm. who wasn't even okay. the same person as the wedding salesperson that we wow. spoke to. In the so Fair. Yeah, there's a lot. That makes yeah. sense. Cause honestly, and if I'm, cause honestly in my head, if I'm putting together a wedding, I don't want that person being, distracted by people who are still hey so are you guys open so how many people can i have do y'all have nachos but is it vegan cheese i would rather there be somebody else dealing with and fielding all those questions and navigating the you know the the razzle not the razzle dazzle because you want the razzle dazzle once you start putting that money down that's where the razzle dazzle needs to be but i would i can see the separation in that that makes sense to me were there any surprises like when you went into it you expected xyz to be important and then you realize after speaking with more people and getting kind of on page 42 of that binder that like you know what this isn't necessary i don't need this anymore are there any things that you expected to be really important so far that you've already noticed like oh that's what's the table i think transportation was a big one right mm. because we have people coming in that are handicapped and are not Spanish speakers in any means. I thought that we were going to have to book everyone's transportation from Cancun airport to the hotel. And okay. it turns out, no, you don't like you saw it yourself. Like, this is the most convenient place in mm -hmm. the world to get like, everybody knows what, where every hotel is. Mm -hmm. And yeah. they come out to you with a clipboard that says, Hey, these are the standard. Prices. That was a surprise. Yeah. That was a I surprise. Mean, yeah. I mean, shout out to, to Cancun making sure that they are tourist friendly. Yeah. They have got mm -hmm. it down Extremely. to a science. It is very convenient and ends up, you know what? We don't need to book anything extra. We just mm -hmm. tell people how to get there. Yeah. And as long as people are aware, hey, don't ignore that last girl with the lanyard and the blazer that comes up to talk to you. Because initially I was like, no, nah, we're good. And she was like, no, actually I work here. It's cool. Um, I'm just here yeah. to make sure that you know what, you know, you should be paying. I'm like, oh girl, okay, yeah, I'm so sorry. Hey, <laughs> what's up? What else? <laughs> So are there any tips that you would give to anyone that is planning a destination mm -hmm. wedding and then for people that are going to be guests to a destination wedding? Ooh, I like that. Good. Planning, I feel like what I wish I would have known, I think it would have been easier for me to come become more comfortable with like a budget was because I didn't know how much a wedding costs really. And like, it's, I mean, there are so many factors that go into a wedding. Most importantly, what are you comfortable spending? And then yeah. you go from there, like period. Right. There's no like, oh, well, what if I do this, this and this? Cause then you're, you're pricing yourself into a bajillion different, you know, iterations of what you think is your dream wedding. So mm. make a budget you're comfortable with what you know you can do and work within that <laughs> and deviate as much or as little as you want but i think more so for me i think it would have been like hey if this this is where this is where you're going to draw your line your okay relatively flexible line i mean go from there yeah for me i think we talked about a, a little bit right so outside the finance that she just touched on give yourself a lot of time Give yourself mm. a lot of time. Give your guests a lot of time. We gave everybody more than, you know, almost a full year in advance. And even our state of the day, it's like, hey, get your passport. All these things. Um, and definitely hire a professional. Our wedding planner has done so much for us mm -hmm. for the relatively small amount of money that is going to be, you know, allotted to, to her as part of the budget. Invalid. Most valuable MVP. Thing, yeah. And for the guests, um, go, go and just have a good time, right? It's, 
it's your vacation also. It's not just for me and Nicole that you're showing up. You should be going out there and doing what you want with your time and, you know, having Get a massage, right. do facial, go to Excret. We right. want you to like yeah. completely experience the area as much or as little as we want. So, I mean, and it, we're getting married. That's a plus. Yeah. And, and yeah. you've been to weddings too, right? How much time, how much face time do you actually get with the bride and groom? They have to be 2%. the politicians in the room and see everybody. Right. It's right. part of the duties, right? So mm -hmm. if you're going to go this, go this wedding, do it for you. Yeah. That I think is like a really light bulb statement because I, I, you barely see them. Right. You barely see them. You go, mm -hmm. they're on the center stage. And then it's like little piece of ceremony. And then it's the, and yeah. then it's the speeches oh, and then the cocktails. And then all of a sudden, right. And, and then it's just like, you're waiting on your car to go back to wherever you came from. And it's yeah. like, it goes by so fast. And to your point, you barely see those people that you are there to celebrate whether it is far away mm -hmm. or whether it is close by so i think that that's a really good point as to why you should possibly focus i mean unless you're independently wealthy and you're paying mm -hmm. for everybody's accommodations and you're paying for everyone's like flights and stuff like if you're expecting people to drop a couple hundred dollars because keep in mind yeah i feel like on average low ball high ball maybe like as a single person, I remember like it used to be a struggle to come up with like a hundred dollars to gift a friend that was getting married, right? Absolutely. In your twenties, and you're just like, damn, love y'all, but yeah, where am I taking from to give you this wedding gift, right? Because at bare minimum, I'm expecting to at least cover my plate. And then you get older, mm -hmm. so then you up your gifts. And then it's kind of like, all right, so if you're up to the point where you're giving like 250 as a wedding gift to like really close friends and family or whatever, then it becomes mm -hmm. like Girl, so not only, I'm not even just giving, a, I am now paying for a yeah. flight. flight. I'm Hotel. paying for accommodations. Outfit. I have to feed myself for part of that. I've got to yeah. do makeup. I've got to do hair. I've got to mm -hmm. be in heels. That is not my ministry. I'm telling you, I ain't wearing heels. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you that now. So it, I, 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 I don't, I don't do heels. But I mean, whatever the, whatever your thing is, you are putting yourself in a nice outfit. Either you're buying that, you're renting that, you have it, whatever your situation is. But you are doing so many things to make yourself presentable and to be the best guest that you could be for these people. The least you could do for someone that is flying, especially when everybody has to fly. Mm -hmm. It's not like, you know, y'all have friends and family that live in Mexico. You might have maybe like one friend, a couple friends, or maybe yeah. a cousin that moved out there during the pandemic and ain't never come back. Whatever the case is, even if you had, even if you decided to do your wedding in Texas and people had to fly from New York, from Florida, from New Mexico, from the Philippines, from fucking uh, Tokyo, from wherever, people are traveling a really fucking far away to come to your wedding. So right. it's like that really great $250 gift that you may have been able to expect when all of your guests kind of lived within a 15, 50 mile radius yeah. from where you're having the, the the wedding, all of that gets diminished because once you mm -hmm. expect people to like fly themselves and their partners or maybe their kids and be someplace because then also, and that's part of why I asked like what the re average response from your guest was because I've also heard people say that, oh, well, my wedding is like on a Saturday. People are just going to come for the wedding and go back. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Has that right. been on anyone's like, has that sounded like anyone was doing that for your wedding? Is that common? It's one thing if like work is a thing and these people really fuck with you hard and they're just like, there's no way I would miss this wedding. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm going to spend all this bread to fly out for one day and then turn around. I don't know if that's been, um, I mean, I, I know that there's probably one person at every destination wedding that has done that, but mm -hmm. general consensus, has it seemed like any number of people may have been just coming for the wedding and then nothing else? Or does it seem like most people are making this a vacation because 
I have to leave the fucking country. I'm spending all this money. I have to get my passport in order, et cetera, et cetera. What's your experience with that been like? So far, per the RSVPs, we don't quite yet know how long people are staying if they're staying on the resort. So I guess I'll preface with that. Um, But as far as, I mean, going back to the beginning with like the whole like wedding gift situation, like we totally understand that this is going to be a very time intensive, money intensive thing for our guests. So we number one are like, we don't care for gifts. If Mm -hmm. gift giving is your love language, then Mm -hmm. here's some ways you can contribute if you would like, but we're not expecting that at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sorry, I lost myself. (laughs) (laughs) Girl, I do it every episode. It's cool. If there was somebody that came to this wedding and then flew out even the next day, I would be very impressed because it is, I mean, like you said, it's significant travel. Yeah. Like nobody that's coming to our wedding lives driving distance to to where it is. Okay. So I do, I have had some relatives mention that they were going to drive down. I I mean, whether that, whether that happens or not is yet to be seen. But I mean, like if if that's how you want to get there, then which would be an even cool. longer trip. So, but maybe they like road trips. Yeah, yeah. no, no. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I that. don't know that safe I travels. Yeah. You know, they want to do travel that, safe. By all means, like yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> We're starting on yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So, is there anything else that you guys would add to the conversation? I think big picture. Right. It's about the fact that we love each other and we love the community that we have when when it comes down to family and friends. And that's what it's all about. Right. It can rain. It can pour and things can go wrong. But at the end of the day, if we're all together, Mm -hmm. as many of us together, then that's that's what's worth it. Right. Because you will never get that time back. Mm -hmm. And that's what I learned from travel. It's you're always going to want that experience. You're not going to miss out. I'm not going to miss out on a toaster. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. But if you can make it and you can be there with us, that's what's important. Yeah. We want the memories, the community, the, to feel the love that everyone wants, you know, to show us and live with that. Not the material things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, guys, I'm so excited for your wedding. Um, thank you so much for this conversation. Just another absolute hardcore and very easy to see def- um, example of travel being so much more than vacation. Um, yes. There are a million, a million, a million ways, reasons, and expectations of travel. And I, the older I get, the more life experience I am blessed to experience. And um, the more I travel and just like the more people that I meet, I see travel in so many different little aspects of life and Mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to be big it doesn't have to be international right like we can do little road trips like the time that we were in texas and we drove up to okc and y'all met us up there it's like Mm -hmm. all right little mini travel inside of bigger travel but the point is is that people are leaving one space and going to another space you're leaving one era of your life and you're entering into another era of life and i feel like that's another aspect of destination weddings that um may not get you know shine a light on it as long Mm -hmm. is that you guys are also just entering into a new era of your lives this is a new space for you you guys are making that transition to husband and wife and you are experiencing that with the friends and the family that, you know, whether can make it to the actual destination or are further away from you are there in heart and in spirit. Like that is part of that is like you said, that is the important part. Mm-hmm. It is your day, but it speaks so highly and warmly of the both of you to be so guest focused and experience focused for the people that you care about. And in fairness, asking people to take on such um a time and financial burden to experience that with you. It is um, a very loving and gracious act for you guys to be very guest focused. So thank you for that as God willing, I get that time off. I'll be there. 
<laughs> um, but I'm gonna make sure he gets there in one piece. He will be very, I'll press everything and make sure everything is folded and then he packs all the important things. But Yay. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I thank you guys as a destination wedding guest um, for thinking of your guests and for taking the time to plan everything out. Um, guys, traveling shit where we have travel and shit conversations. Um, thank you guys so much for joining me for this episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed the destination wedding conversation and I will see you guys next week. Thank you, Dee. Love you. Bye. <laughs>